Yanmar trying to get it towards the empty net. He dives. He scores. Hat trick. Game seven. Yanmar. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. And he comes, fakes, he scores! Mark Stone, shorthanded goal, took the goal off its pegs, lost his stick, but more room to pump his fist. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millar, and Ryan Wallace. Thanks to Kim Frank from the VGK Foundation as well as Ben Goetz from the Las Vegas Review Journal joining us in hour number one. This second hour will focus on the top five at five, getting down to number two in our countdown of the best guarantees in the National Hockey League when the Vegas Golden Knights uh, this year. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, and Chris Chapman with you on the VGK Insider Show. Number two this week, and let's start with the VGK, Ryan, because number two on the league front, I want to just ease into in a little bit. This is okay. the number two. That caught you felt by like surprise, was, didn't it? Felt like it was never going to end. Right? <laughs> well, we had to emphasize that this is the number two. I, I was. I, I thought they they could have used at least one more two. <laughs> it felt unresolved. Like it that did. that kind of bothered yeah, me. Hanging. Like, is it really number two or or is well? Not? I mean, they made it very clear it was the number two. Yeah. No. The the best part is we're now at number two, and we're still surprised every time that he's got something <laughs> prepared. Yeah, I was literally about to speak. Like I was just going to introduce what number two was, and well, I, I forgot that there was a that there was a clip for it. I I heard you start to. Uh, I was like, all right, I got to yeah. push the button. Yeah. It was almost it was almost like the lead up musically to uh, charge at a at a baseball game. We, we even though we know it's coming, we still can't believe that he that he prepared something. We right. know he's it, prepared something, but he but we don't believe it. Chad, hold on. Will, will you? I want you to play it again because I want to feel like it, it, I want to see if I if my feelings and opinions on this drop change now that I know what's coming. So, give me number two one more time. This is the number two. Yeah, it's still unresolved. It, oh, it's come on. Um, no, it hurts, buddy. Anyway, the number two guarantee for the Vegas Golden Knights going into the season is that the power play will finish top 15 in the league. I think it might be higher than that. I think that there's a chance that this power play climbs into the top 10. And Ben talked about it a little bit uh, at mm-hmm. the end of hour number one, which bled over to hour number two, uh, thanks to my uh, shenanigans. Uh, I, with that, the Danov uh, in there almost got caught on it. The yeah, uh, Danov uh, in that bumper position, uh, a little bit of his net front presence from the likes of Nolan Patrick and the distribution uh, ability. Uh, Max Pacioretty talked about how that allows Mark Stone to go back to his uh, comfortable spot where he is. Uh, you've you've got uh, Petrangelo, you've got Theodore, uh, maybe Dylan Coughlin, Nick Hag. I I think can can get some power play time. Uh, the the sort of canvas is there to have a breakout season on the power play. 
So I I don't know that I'm going to jump with you into top 10 in the league, but I, I think top 15 is, is probably a comfortable guarantee for me. Number one, I, I just expect it's going to be better than last year. I, I don't think that the Golden Knights, with the talent that they have, are going to have to go through another year, another season, in which they're just not converting enough on the power play. Um, you know, you, you talk about the additions of Nolan Patrick and Evgeny Dadonov, and for me, with Nolan Patrick, puck retrieval, game number one, the ability to go back and get it and make sure you don't lose possession, you don't get you know, the puck cleared down the zone and you lose 15, 20 seconds just regrouping, trying to get back into the zone, I think that's going to help the Golden Knights just in terms of, of you know, setting up in the zone and tiring out penalty killers. Uh, and I just think that there's too much talent. I, I really do. And, you know, I, I want to see it some more in the regular in the preseason. I want to see how those units go back to back once we get the, a full first unit, second unit on the ice in a game. Uh, but I mean, the Golden Knights have been able to move the puck around better on the on the power play. They've been relentless on the puck on the power play. And those are the things that I really want to see. It's almost feast or famine with with the Golden Knights in the power play year to year. Uh, mm-hmm. The expansion yeah. season, they were 14th, which is inside that top 15 number. Yeah. Year two dropped to 25th, and that's as low as they've been as a franchise. Uh, two years ago, top 10 at number nine, and last year slipped back to 22nd. So the the performance has been there in the past, and then you add in the Dinov and and Patrick. And some fresh ideas and a little bit of confidence as it comes along. 15 is my, like, there's no way they finish lower than 15. Not a chance. And and top 10, I believe, is, is very possible. Yeah, I, I mean, it's tough for me to get to top 10 right now. Um, and, and that's just kind of where I'm going to draw the line. But I think anywhere 15 to 11, I think that the Golden Knights could reasonably finish there. I, I do. And, you know, I, I also think that they're going to have to be a little, I don't want to say risky with the puck on the power play, but I want them to make plays on the power play. This is such a defensively responsible team. We, we chatted uh, earlier in the week about the identity of all the forwards, right? Not just the, the middle six, but the top six of being 200-foot players. And, and I think the focus on the power play has to be to to move the puck with confidence, look for your plays, and not be afraid to make some mistakes. Because, you know, for me, that's when you start to find seams. That's when you start to find really good scoring chances. And that's when you start to find goals. You know what else I love about adding in Dodanov and Patrick and some of these, uh, uh, Coglin is they don't have the scar tissue from – carrying the weight of a power play and answering the questions about the power play. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I like that idea where they're just starting fresh. If, if if you were going to tell me who, if power play time, if you could take a team's man advantage, who, who would you take right off the bat going into this season? Tampa. Okay. Why? Because they're so good on the power play. They move the puck around. You've got such great talent with Kucherov and Point. They they work so well together. Um, you've got the one timer in Stamkos on the other side. Like there's just 
so many weapons on that power play. Kalorn net front presence. Like, you've got everything that you ever need on the power play, and you've also got a bunch of guys that have been playing together on that unit forever, and they just know where each other are mm-hmm. going to be. I don't say you're wrong, but Tampa was ninth last year mm-hmm. in, in the Matt Advantage. Now, give me two more picks. And this is an experiment uh, which I would be right with you in. I, I would take yep. I would take Tampa as well, but give me two more picks. So I'll go Boston. Okay. Where did they finish? The Boston Bruins were 10th last okay. year. Hmm. Interesting. Not what I was expecting. One more. Um, Again, great power play, great tools. Uh, Pete DeBoer talked about uh, working with Butch, uh, Bruce Cassidy, uh, at the Olympic camp when, when they met uh, at, at Banff last, last week. Yeah, by the way, ago. can we have a meeting in Banff? No. Because that's okay. a pretty awesome place no, to go have a meeting. We can. Like, Ryan and I can. Well, I can. Ryan doesn't have a passport, and you're not allowed in Canada. Oh. Yeah, there it is. Uh, maybe, man, this is tough because I'm trying to. Now, now you're trying to outthink yourself. No, I'm not trying to outthink myself. I like. There's I'm, I'm one where go, I, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked go, that you haven't mentioned one of them. I mean, I'm going to go Toronto or Edmonton. Okay, I thought I can't believe you didn't go Washington. I. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Okay, well, Toronto. Toronto was 16th last year. Yeah. With the shows I, shows I don't pay enough attention to the other teams' power plays. Well, Where was but, Washington? But you, you, Washington was three. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. And watching and what makes me think about this is I they're playing a preseason game right now against the New Jersey Devils and I just watched the power play go to work and they had mm-hmm. Carlson up top and he blasted one home but they had Kuznetsov on the sideboards they had uh, uh, Ovechkin over in in his area they had that high bumper uh, spot they they work yeah. it very very well but here's your here's your top five teams last year in power play okay Edmonton number one. You don't think of Edmonton as the power play <laughs> specialist, except they have the two best skilled players in the, in yeah. the game. So yeah. it, ma- it makes sense. But I was I was kind of surprised at first glance. Carolina number two, mm. Washington three, Pittsburgh four, and Dallas five. Yeah, I I mean Pittsburgh being in the top five makes sense because as you know as you mentioned. You got Sidney Crosby, and you know Sidney Crosby wants to score goals on the power play. He will certainly do that. Um, Carolina's interesting too because I I I get it from a talent perspective. They've got all the pieces. Uh, they are going to miss Dougie Hamilton, though. I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I he's look a power at the play Wash- specialist. I give you. I, yeah, I'm not the yeah. Dougie Hamilton fan. I know, but I know. his his ability on the power play is extraordinary. And like you know, it's 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 interesting that I didn't immediately go to Washington because I think for a lot of the reasons I listed off Tampa number exactly. one exactly the same because of it's the same power play, right? It's the it's the same configuration. It's the same ability to move the puck to that to that side for the one timer. It's you you've got a guy on the half wall that just is a wizard with the puck. Like it's all the same. They just have the the players to execute at a, at an incredibly high level. Now, when when you have a bad power play, it usually means your team's not great. And these are the five worst power plays. Anaheim, Detroit, San Jose, New Jersey, Columbus. Eh, yeah. Yeah. 
But when you have a really good power play, it's not a guarantee of great success. Explain that to me. Edmonton, Carolina, Washington, Pittsburgh, Dallas. They they didn't win the Stanley Cup. In fact, Edmonton lost in the first round. Carolina didn't go deep. Washington struggled. Pittsburgh was out early. Dallas didn't make the playoffs. It's because you don't get power plays in the playoffs, Darren. Still get some. Don't get enough. But it's strange that, that if you have a bad power play, you're a bad team. So, like, what what was Edmonton's conversion rate on uh, on the power play last year? Twenty seven six. Okay, so they were swept in four games. How many power plays did they? How many power play opportunities did they get in those four games? Yeah, not as much as they wanted because uh, one Connor McDavid's not happy about it. Sure, but I'm saying like even if, so, if they were to get I don't know eight power plays in uh, in those four games to a game that's generous, I think in the in the playoffs. That only accounts for two goals. I know, but but during the regular not enough. Dur- during the regular season, Edmonton like faded in their division. Carolina had a nice run. Washington yeah. had a middle of, of the pack run. Pittsburgh it's, wasn't there. Dallas didn't make the playoffs. It's, yeah, I mean, I I think that you know a, a lot of a lot of the power play. Like, you can have a great power play for long stretches of time, but there's going to be times where it goes quiet. Like if it, if it means you if you have a bad power play and it means you're terrible. If you have a good power play, it should mean you're good, but it, but it doesn't. And I'm just looking at Anaheim's number last year. Yeah, what was that? 8.9. <laughs> the only reason why they're in double digits is because uh, the decimal's in there. Oh, man, that's beautiful. That's uh, that's crazy. Okay, number two. Uh-huh. Guarantee for the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, no, we just did, Sorry, we, so we the, just did uh, the National Hockey League. I was actually looking over at Chapman because I was wondering if he was going to play the uh, the yeah. sounder again. I got distracted. I apologize. That's on me. Chapman. <laughs> you really want me to play it again? I thought you didn't like it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean we can't. We 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 get to just skip out on the bit. This is the number two. Was the third time way, a charm? I think way too abrupt. Yeah, I started counting how many twos, and then I lost track. There's only uh, like two, eight. Two, how do you two, lose track? Two, 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 <laughs> you think there's eight? Two, there's more than eight. Two, two, I, I don't know. I'm going to play it off two, air, two. and uh, there's definitely eight. Well, wait. You just said there's more than eight. There's definitely more than eight. Okay. You think there's eight? I think there's eight. Okay. Well, uh, a toonie? Put a toonie on it? I don't have a toonie. Yeah, he won't pay you anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the uh, number two guarantee for the National Hockey League? The number two guarantee in the National Hockey League is that Jack Eichel will finish the year with a team other than Buffalo. Impressive. Mm. Although, this is one <laughs> where I, I can see a path where he remains the Buffalo Sabres. Elliot Friedman uh, of Rogers Sportsnet uh, mm-hmm. put something out this week where he actually has has heard from people speculating whether or not this ends up in court. I I don't know whether that's possible because sure. the CBA is pretty strict in in how it goes mm-hmm. and and governing things. And it might be you might take it to court, but the court's going to spit it right back. There's a a method to that, and it's to to gain attention and 
to try and, and force somebody's hand and and mm-hmm. put uh, play the court of public opinion. I don't necessarily believe it'll it'll work in any fashion, but yeah, that's it's it's really nasty and it's going nowhere fast right now because they they have they haven't even sorted out the surgery part of it yet. Sure. Uh, and until you do that, you got to be a pretty brave general manager to make the trade. Uh, so I, at some point, I think he's dealt, but I don't think it's anytime soon. Um, okay. So I, I don't see the avenue to it. I, I like, I really don't be, unless Jack Eichel kind of takes things into his own hands and just goes and gets the disc replacement and takes the risk of potentially voiding the contract so that he can sign as a free agent. Like I I don't legitimately see how a team, any team is going to trade for a player that, you know, I I don't think is going to have surgery until he can have his surgery. And if you're the Buffalo Sabres, you want to trade a healthy Jack Eichel, bang your head against a wall on that one when you don't have the asset. So I just I think they're going to be at an impasse all year long. I, I just I don't know that I see the avenue for it unless Jack Eichel kind of takes things into his own hands. We had uh, Lawless in order this week, and Gary pointed out that the no-trade clause kicks in, limited no-trade clause kicks in for Jack Eichel next July 1st or at the, the start of the next uh, year of the contract. So then he'll have some leverage on where he goes. That might spur Buffalo on if if mm. one of the expected teams that, that Jack Eichel doesn't want to be traded to uh, is interested. That might be uh, a possibility to spur things along. However, I think that's going to be one of those final 11th hour type deals uh, that, yeah. that, that, that you might see. Nothing uh, imminent. However, I'm, I'm confident... This is our guarantee that Jack Eichel will belong to another organization before this season ends. Not saying he's going to play, but I will say that Jack Eichel will belong to uh, another organization. And let's, let's hope that that happens and he gets back and gets healthy and can Mm -hmm. perform because the guy's got such a lethal shot and he's strong and he can skate and I would love to see what he can do in an environment where he's happy, where he believes that he's got the right support. It's broken in Buffalo between Jack Eichel and the Sabres. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting him back to the point where he can perform there uh, is virtually impossible from the disconnect that we've witnessed. But Jack Eichel is a talent, and I would like to see him uh, back playing in the National Hockey League. And if the Buffalo Sabres can turn the page, that's a great market. And I want to see them in, enjoying. That's an awesome fan base. And I and I hope that they can get it turned around and going in the right direction for both sides. I mean, you know, you're talking about a player uh, who who could be a, I mean, a legitimate top 10 superstar in this league, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think the skill set's there. You, you know how good this guy can be. And... For a sport that wants to be exciting, for a sport that wants to bring new fans, for a sport that wants to market as as well as they can their next wave of superstar, it does nobody any good. Not Jack Eichel, not the Buffalo Sabres, and not the NHL for a player 
to be sitting on the sidelines when there are avenues that can be explored to try to get him healthy and back to playing hockey games. So I agree with you. Figure it out. If you're going to trade him, trade him, get it done, and let's move on from this. Is there any part of you that thinks that the surgery conflict is just a way to get him out of Buffalo? Like just no. being used as no. a as a as a method? I don't. I I think that, you know, you you neck and like a neck having a neck injury at his age is scary. Oh no, I, I, I agree with that, that, but I'm just saying is there any well, part of that that you where he doesn't want to where there, this I, conflict has occurred just for him to go? I might be able to use this to get out. Because uh, no, I've heard I, that. I, yeah, I don't buy it because I, I don't think Jack Eichel lacks for confidence, and I also don't think he lacks for uh, saying what he wants and and what his expectations are. And I, I think that if if it was simply about getting out of Buffalo, I think he'd say flat out, "I want out of Buffalo, and I'm not playing another game until I'm out of Buffalo." Mm-hmm. I, I think. You know the surgery. It it's you know a young guy, at really at, before his career's really taken off, uh, having to have surgery on his neck. And and I think that if you're undergoing that procedure, you should yeah. be able to choose the one that you want. And you know I know it's it's simplified, and I know that it, that's not what it says in the CBA. Uh, but I don't really care. I don't look at neck neck surgeries the same way I do as ACLs or broken legs or something like that. Or scratches on the nose. When we or continue, scratches on the nose. We have our one-timer segment. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. What are you saying? We also have tickets to give away. Okay. What are you, you're giving me a phone call. Oh. sign. Okay. I, I'm literally a foot yeah. and a half away from him, and he's giving me, like, the hang 10 phone thing. Yeah, phone. Uh, phone, and, and, and then I pointed it at, at his <laughs> computer screen. Yeah. Like, I have no idea what he's talking about. Oh, boy. Uh, Chapman, what game is it? It's the uh, Kings game on Friday. All right. Oh, nice. So we've got a pair of tickets to give away to Friday's game against the LA Kings. Be caller number hmm, 23. Thank caller you. number 23. 702-876-1340 is the number. Caller number 23. You're a winner. We're back with one-timers next on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. He can put up this year as a guy that's... Uh, that's eyeing up some history in the coming years. A slow start, and he's going to start to hear about it. A, a fast start just gives him the confidence that he can they can actually chase down the great one. I mean, I think he's going to score 40 goals this year. Mm-hmm. Really? I do. Yeah, I do. Doesn't have anything tonight in his first preseason game. Oh, man. Alert the, alert the media. Ask him why he hasn't scored a goal. <laughs> Uh, although Jack Hughes scored a beauty off of uh, pizza that was thrown in front of the net, and he just okay. he scooped it up and went backhand, and we're like, "Wow!" So I had to do the math on this because you said last season by Ovechkin standards probably soft, right? Yeah, twenty-four goals in forty-five games. I know. Pro rates to forty-three goals. I know. Over an eighty-two game schedule, just didn't feel like he ever got going. He scored 24 goals I, in 45 games. He was I, he was a half a goal a game guy. What are I, you talking I, I, about? I hold him to a higher standard. I I'm not saying for for a mere mortal that's a career year. For Alexander I mean, Ovechkin, I need him to be closer to the to the Rocket Richard race. And he wasn't. 
Austin Matthews ran away with that thing. Sure. Yeah. Which is true. I mean, I hear you. Uh, so here's a stat. Do you, do you buy into face-off percentages at all? Mm, I think no, it's, not, it's I think it's one really. of the most overrated stats in, in, yeah, in no. hockey. Yeah. But last night there was two games in which one team allegedly won 70% or more of the face-offs. <laughs> now, okay. normally in, in a game... If it's 60-40 after a period, you'll be like, oh, that's they dominated in the faceoff dot. But it's in and around 55-45 is more the extreme. Mm-hmm. For an entire game, for Carolina to win 71.6% of the draws against Tampa Bay and for San Jose to be over 70% against L.A., I don't care who you are. That just jumped out at me. And shame on me for actually going through the stats yeah. uh, of a preseason game. Like, find a hobby, do something, mm-hmm. take a nap. Yeah. Uh, Literally anything. I'll, I'll, yeah, anything. <laughs> and, uh, I'll, I'll jump on, on that one before you guys even get a chance and, and admit yeah. that. But that's that's high. So, okay. San Jose dominated the Kings. What was the score of the game? Uh, San Jose and the Kings last night. Uh-huh. Let me just, uh, it was 4-3, Kings. <laughs> yeah, I know. It means nothing. It means nothing. And But Carolina <laughs> did beat the Lightning 3-1. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't buy into it that much. It's pretty funny, though, like, to just get absolutely dominated in the circle like that. Here's here's the, the face-off stat that means the most. If you really want to keep track of uh, percentages in the dot, mm-hmm. Throw out the center ice face-off yeah. at the start of uh, the game. So there's there or a period. There's three gone mm-hmm. because yeah. you, the odd time you'll get a goal uh, to, in the first minute of a, a period. But I don't think it necessarily means to, to puck possession. Neutral zone face-offs, I don't care about. Yeah. If the only face-off that matters to me is one that occurs on a power play in the offensive zone. That's the only one. If you if you can win that faceoff and you've got the man advantage, that sets you up. That's huge. Uh, or if you can win it and you're shorthanded, it's even better because uh, you you have less chance to scrum win and get a winger win out of it. That I would like to see faceoff winning percentage uh, on the power play or shorthanded. But as far as regular run of the mill percentages, nah, done. This is going to warm your heart. Oh, yeah? Yep. I couldn't agree with you more. Nice. I'm right there with you. Proves that uh, that we can we can do an entire show, have some issues, and then come back and, and still be cordial to one another mm-hmm. yeah. uh, along the way. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, we've been hard on them. <laughs> a lot of it they burned. With, with good reason. With good reason. Uh, last night, they were down 4-1. In a preseason game, it looked uh-huh. grim, gentlemen. Yep. yep, it looked grim. But fans, these guys, they didn't give up. No, they, they came didn't. back with a three-goal third period, three unanswered goals in the third period of a preseason game, to pull even with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and then won it in a shootout. So, stick tap to the Buffalo Sabers who are looking for some good news. Storm yep. back on the road. Yeah. I must add, 
in a hostile environment. Yeah. Like Columbus has a cannon. Mm-hmm. And the Sabres came back and won. Well, that's it. They're going to win the cup now because they came back in a preseason game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. You see, I was going to go down that direction. Yeah. Uh, but I decided against it because it was oh, so obvious. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, no, that'll likely be their most impressive one of the year. And it doesn't even count. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> you may not be wrong. I'm laughing because yep. I think yep. that you're joking, and I hope that you're joking. The sad part is you may not be wrong. Uh, general managers, uh, a few of them looking for contracts. Do you know that? No. Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, we have one in Mark Bergevin. Ellie mm. Friedman reports that that, uh, that there is uh, an offer made in the summer. They still haven't uh, agreed on an extension. Now, if you're Mark Bergevin and you've listened to this show, you're signing that extension right now. <laughs> you should, based on a smart business decision, based on our opinions on where the where the Montreal Canadiens are going this year. Uh, That's just yeah, a little I mean, heads up there. Okay, so I guess that kind of boils down to. Does Mark Bergevin want to be the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens anymore or not? Like, he's been there a while. Maybe there's another opportunity. I don't know what it is. I don't know where where it is either. But maybe just something to change the scenery a little bit? I don't know. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, if, if it were me and I were Mark Bergevin, understanding that, um, you know, in my tenure – yeah, we get to a Stanley Cup final, but outside of that, like not really much has gone the way you'd want it to for the Montreal Canadiens. I would sign that contract extension yesterday. Don Waddell also in, in uh, a contract year with the Carolina Hurricanes, but everybody seems to play out their contract there. Coach, players, broadcasters, everybody plays out their contract uh, with uh, with the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, um, not specific to Don Waddell, um, who I think has, has done a pretty good job with Carolina and, and where they're at right now. But um, I would be fascinated to have, like, a, a one-hour conversation with Tom Dundon. Like, just to find out why things that should be relatively easy and stuff should be taken care of in a simple manner uh, seem to be hard negotiations when it doesn't really need to be that way. Like, that would be fascinating to just pick his brain on the things he values and where where he sets that value and then not moving off of that value. Hmm. Yeah. First, I want the answer on the uh, Romberg nose. And then you then you can... Yeah, no, I know. Like, tackle the Tom Dundon. How do you... Question, how okay? do you... How do you establish value for an asset and then not move off of that even when people are telling you you're crazy to, to you know, not not move off of it versus, hey, you got a scrape on your nose. How did that happen? The Danov is how we're going to... Oh, you had to think about that yeah, one. Yeah. That's why is the long how pause. We're going to, is how we're going to pronounce, uh, Jenny, the Danov's name this year. The Danov. Uh, the Danov. Mm-hmm. Dodnov. Oh, boy. The, oh. Chapman the was right. Kokanyemi. 
has changed yep. his pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Kokunyemi. If you were going to change so the, the pronunciation, if you were going to change, yes, um, if you were going to change the pronunciation <laughs> of your name, how would you change it? Um, I wouldn't. I I mean the pronunciation. Okay, no, but so you got it. You got it. You got. You come to camp. Okay, like we're starting year sixteen of the VGK Insider yeah. Show, and yeah. you've got a new boss, and the boss says, uh, how, how, "How do you pronounce your name?" Uh, and yeah. you're gonna you're gonna change it. How how are you gonna uh, pronounce it? Uh man, um, it's really tough with my name because a lot of people mispronounce it, and I think that if you just read it phonetically, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I would probably have to like make a letter silent. Uh, so oh, maybe Wally. Wally. Yeah, Wally? that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's all. Chapman. What about you? I think I dropped the ER off Christopher and I'd just be Christoph. <laughs> oh, it's gotta be Chapman. Well, well how do you it's it's so Chapman. No 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 stop. Stop. Yes. The answer's right there in front of you. It doesn't have to make any sense. Yeah, right? yeah like, it doesn't make Brett any Favre, sense. Brett Favre Brett Favre. That's not how you say that last name. I don't care how many times you tell me the R and the V, they don't go in that direction. So my point is, <laughs> it wouldn't matter. Just call yourself Chapstang and be done with it. Yeah. It's easy. No, I can't be Chapstang. I mean, that, that's... Yeah, no, I know. I, it's good for your car, not for you. Well, yeah, I'm not as good as my car, so so I, I haven't earned Come on. You need that. a tune-up. Don't sell yourself yeah. short. Yeah, I definitely need a tune-up. You definitely need a maybe, tune-up. Maybe, maybe the P will be silent or it'll just be Shaman. <laughs> that, see, that's fine. Yeah. Now you're getting yeah. into it. Shaman, yeah. Now you're getting into Not it. Not shaman. Shaman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it might get uh, confused, though. Well, that's kind of the whole point. Well yeah. well done Wally. There on, on that exercise. What Wally? about you? Uh, it would be Millard. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's boring. I know. Mil- I, I wouldn't mind Milliard, though. Why? Just just a little flavor. It could be half Italian, half French. How do you- Milliard. Yeah, yeah. How, do you, how do you just decide one day that the T in your name is silent? I know. But it's happened forever. All right. That's fine. Uh, Congratulations and welcome back, Jonathan Taves. Yeah. In the lineup tonight. First game with the Chicago Blackhawks in more than a year after being out with a chronic immune response syndrome last year. Uh, We don't know exactly how many games he's going to play this year. There's going to be some real serious monitoring of his health uh, as as the season goes on but he is going to and is in the lineup tonight for the Chicago Blackhawks uh, as the 33 year old captain returns I think that's huge yeah I mean I think it's gigantic for the Chicago Blackhawks it's it's awesome for Jonathan Taves like just to just to be able to get back to this level and get back to the NHL get back to playing the game that you love and you know I'm, I'm hoping for him nothing but the best this year I really am, and it, it's good to see him back, and it's going to be good to watch him on the ice because he's a fiery competitor and I think a, a, an interesting individual off the ice too. So, uh, you know, one day that uh, that personality is going to shine all the way through. I think it comes TV. out more and more now. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but you get those glimpses, and you want, and it leaves you wanting more. So I'm, I'm glad to see him back. It's going to be awesome to see him on the ice. Uh, mentioned GMs with expiring contracts, Don Waddell, Bob Murray uh, in Anaheim, Rob mm. Blake in Los Angeles, and Don yeah. Sweeney in Boston. All have expiring contracts. Do you think 
And then let's throw Bergevin in there. Mm-hmm. It's unusual that that this many GMs would all would have expiring contracts in the same year. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, Bob Murray, you say? Mm-hmm. Huh. It's an interesting one. And he's he's been had the keys to that organization for a, a long, long time. time. Yeah, a long time. Like managers, wonder, it was. It I used what to they be. Do. Managers never got to this stage, ever. Yeah. And this this is a big big crop. I I don't see Bergevin moving on uh, from that one. Uh, by the way, uh, Brady Kachuk and the Senators they're they're talking daily. The eight years at eight million dollars awesome. that's not going to happen. When when you're talking like the the different money that's out there yeah. uh, for defensemen and and has been out there uh, for defensemen uh, eight eight million dollars. But one one person did say they can't just give him whatever he wants and just walk away because they do have Tim Strutzel and Josh Norris coming up. Uh, those are your one-timers uh, for okay. this. Uh, okay. I know, I know. They they got other people coming up. <laughs> They've got like $30 million in cap space. Come on. But Four eventually teams? they're going to be okay. Like they're going to, you can't just give yeah, him whatever no, he wants. There's got to be something there, but it's, uh, he, he's leveraged this thing brilliantly <laughs> right now. And hey, what if what if he signs a one year deal? Here's something that just popped in my head. What if mm. he just they just hammer out a one year deal mm-hmm. and he and Matthew both could become free agents in the same year and make oh, it a package and make it a package deal. Hmm. That I would mean, be I'm fun. All for chaos. It? Let's go. Yeah, let's, let's do go. it. Uh, there's yeah. your uh, one timers for this. Wednesday, September 2nd on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. I'm in a group chat with a bunch of uh, Canadians that live in Las Vegas. And we're all, we're all paying attention to the Blue Jays in the final stretch drive here and they're playing the Yankees this week. Oh, it's, there's some tenseness happening. It's it's not fun. Five uh, three, Blue Jays lead the Yankees. Middle of the game, mm-hmm. uh, they're game back. Blue Jays of the uh, wild card. Boston Red Sox. Yankees also in a wild card spot. Anyway, uh, here's Chris Chapman with catching up with Chapman. Yes, I, I think it, uh, it it has come out. I know it was tweeted out last night by a bunch of boxing writers, but Manny Pacquiao has officially announced his retirement. From boxing and uh, Pacquiao, whether you love or hate him, because he he certainly has been a controversial guy in in some of the things that he has said. But uh, as far as what he's done in the ring, I think his accomplishments kind of speak for himself. Uh, one of the all time greats, a guy I've gotten to see fight a couple times in person, and it was always a treat to get to watch Manny Pacquiao fight. I think he will be missed, and I believe he's probably going to have political aspirations to become president of the Philippines. I think that's probably where he's going to lean to and uh, kind of cool. Manny Pacquiao announces his retirement and uh, if you saw his last fight, it's probably a good thing. He probably most boxers probably hang on too long. Pacquiao might be one of those guys and I think it's it's good that he's retiring. So when's his next fight? Yeah, that's that's the big question. <laughs> his, his next fight might be against the uh, current president of the Philippines as Manny Pacquiao may have aspirations for, for that job. Maybe Why he he'd want Jake it, Paul. I don't know. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. There it is. That's the one, right? Jake Paul. Yep. 
I think I think Jake Paul likes to just stick to the UFC guys because he knows they make more money than they ever do in the UFC fighting against him. And he gets to make a mockery of the UFC because he's beating all these guys, which I'm always for. I'm always Is he for- actually beating them? Like, I haven't watched well, a lot of this stupid I mean, he, exhibitions, but... He's he's winning the fights. Whether or not he's actually winning the fights, That's I... That's what I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know. I... Why don't you buy the next one? I don't buy anything. I, I I watch the, the... You've got more money than all of us. Because I'm not watching that nonsense. you got the, the with you there. souped up Mustang. Yes, you it's got not souped Roomba up. The vacuum. Roomba, yes. Yeah. Uh, you go out for... You eat out every day. No, I three don't. Three times a, a day. I, I buy... You know what? You save on razors. You do save yes, on that. Yes, and I... That's nice. And those are expensive. Yeah. I bought some really good rye bread. Gary Lawless got me thinking <laughs> about rye bread. Did you try the, uh, the finished rye bread yet? No, I don't know where to find it. Gotta Google. find it. Dr. Google. Yeah, I may have to order some on Amazon or something. Uh, tomorrow, Salt Lake City uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, games on Thursday and then back home on Friday. Uh, we can't wait to bring it to you. BGK Insider Show on the road tomorrow.